Let's begin life as we said, as we've said, and we always remind ourselves uh, what life is as we said yesterday, right? When people want to know, you know, how life, how their life is going, what's doing with life, right? I want to change my life. Everyone wants to change their life, right? It really means I want to change myself. That's really what we, what we mean when we say, you know, my life is not going well. It means I'm not going well. Uh, my thoughts are not going well. Whatever it might be, I'm not living the life that I want to live. I'm not living the me that I want to be living. And the blessing of and the gift of being alive, I'll say, as opposed to the gift of life, the b gift of being able to breathe, and the gift of the moment that we're in is the fact that we can change. And if I want something to be different, then I can change that thing. Now, what, what we get challenged with many times is I want to change that person, I want to change my mother, I want to change my father, I want to change, you know, somebody else. And that's really when we get stuck. We get stuck when we're trying to change other people and when we're trying to change the weather, when we're trying to change circumstances, and we're trying to change things that we're not able to change. But when a person is focused on, on changing the things that we can change, and a person is focused on changing, whether it's my thinking, I gotta change the way I think, I gotta change my productivity, the things that I'm doing, I wanna change, you know, my, my, uh, my you know, how I, how I interact with people, I wanna change, you know, to be a more open person, to be a more honest person, I wanna be somebody who listens better and doesn't talk you know, as much as, you know, some people, you know, I've always said this, some people need to learn to talk more. Some people are very closed and they need to learn to talk. And some people, and usually it's, it goes the opposite, and some people need to, to learn not to talk so much. You know, they talk too much. And uh, what's important to learn of yourself is which, and just in general, you know, it's always good to know yourself and to get to know yourself and to get comfortable with who you are, especially with, with the world that we live in where, where there's so much, so many expectations and social expectations that I'm supposed to be this, I should, right? That's why I, uh, right, I should be this, I should be this, I should do this, I should do that, as opposed to this is what I wanna do, this is who I am, and I wanna make the decisions that I wanna make for myself. Many times we try and, um, you know, lock ourselves into situations where we don't make the decisions. And it's very important as a person gets older, you know, when you're younger, when you're younger, you don't make decisions. Your parents make decisions for you most of the time when you're younger. And the transition between a child and an adult, a lot of times, that's why from 16, 17 till 21, 22 is from the most challenging times. Because that's what, when you either become, you choose to become an adult or you choose to stay a baby. I choose to be a baby 
and I choose to not make decisions, or I choose to, to learn to make decisions, to make more, more productive, more healthy, more good decisions. I want to I speak about one thing um, that we spoke about yesterday, and just to clarify, uh, we spoke about this after the shear, but I just want to clarify because it's so amazing, I think, this point. And then I want to really begin, uh, we haven't really begun with the structure of the shear. I really want to begin the Mesil Sisharim. That's, that's the, that is the shear. Just from the, just talk outside. Um, we're going to begin really with the uh, introduction, just to talk out some, some points. Um, but one thing we spoke about yesterday was about happiness. Some people were challenged with this. And I really want to just express this because I think it's very important. You know, the, the concept of, I want to be happy all the time. I want to feel a certain feeling all the time. And I think that's part of the challenges that people have is they want to feel a certain way or they have this expectation, right? I'm mentioning Joshi a little bit, what we spoke about yesterday. I said I want to clarify a little bit um, about um, what we spoke about yesterday, and that is that there's this expectation that people have that I'm supposed to feel a certain way all the time, or, or I want to feel, right, and we'll, we'll say the word happy, even though it's a very tough word, right, because what does it mean, uh, happy, that you're happy? So I want, to, I want to just explain a little bit, and I want to hear from you guys as well, um, but basically, um, if you, if you think about life, you think about yourself. We'll say that better because, like I said, you think about life, what, what does that mean? You think about yourself, you say, am I, and we mentioned this a little bit before, am I a person who is productive? Productive people are usually more happy than unproductive people. Now, I'm not saying that every productive person is happy. I'm just saying that is a principle that can bring a person to feel more happy. Like I said yesterday, I say it all the time. I say it many times. Oh, Rebbe, I'm not happy. Rebbe, I'm depressed. Rebbe, I'm sad. Well, what do you do all day? Well, I'm not really sure what I do all day, right? Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Oh, okay, well, it makes sense that you're not happy. That's not such a question, right? When you're, when you're focused and you have purpose and you're being productive, and you're still not happy, that's a different conversation, or you're still not feeling a certain way. Let's, let's talk about honesty. When someone's honest, and they live honestly, that makes them feel good about themselves. It makes you feel good. When you do things that are principles, that are good things, it might not be in the moment. It might not be in the moment that you feel awesome, you feel great, you feel, but there's a deep, good feeling, right? When people, let, let, let's, let's, let's say something very, very important. When people, let's say, escape, right? The four main escapes of, that we have um, are um, drugs, um, alcohol, um, your phone, you know, the entertainment system, right? Not really your phone, because people don't use it so much as a phone, but your entertainment system, and um, you're sleeping. Those are probably the four major escapes that people have. And what are they escaping from? Why is a person smoking? Why does a person do drugs? 
Why does a person drink alcohol? Why does a person watch whatever they watch and how much they watch? And why do people sleep a lot? Because they're, they're having trouble usually, again, there are many different nuances, but basically they're trying to find the solution for a problem that they're having. They're trying to find a solution. They're trying to feel a certain way that they're, that they're not feeling. So what do they do? They do these things. So what happens is, as a result, is two things happen. Number one, you don't heal that which you're healing because it doesn't give a solution to what the problem is. I have problem A, and I'm not solving it with this other thing. That's number one. And the second thing is I'm not feeling good. Nobody could say they feel good about themselves if they're, if they're doing drugs, if they're drinking alcohol, if they're getting high and they're, they're drinking a lot and they're escaping a lot and they are not productive. Nobody could feel good about it. Forget about the pain. Forget about the fact that you're in pain and that's why you're doing it. No one's going to feel good doing something that doesn't bring happiness. When somebody gets up early in the morning, yeah, we'll get to you in a second, Simcha. When you wake up early in the morning, no matter what it is, it's a good feeling. Wow, I'm up in the morning. When a person is working out, jogging, it feels good. When you're honest with somebody, it feels good. When you, when you go against your nature, it feels good. When you're constantly giving into things, it doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And that's besides the pain that you have while you're doing it. So you're in double pain as a result. Yeah, Simcha. Just wanted to know, like, what, yeah. what pain, what do you escape with? Like, what do you feel good with when you're asleep like, longer? Like, well, you might not have that. You're saying, what solution you, would that bring to someone? What solution does someone have when he's on his phone all day? Up, right, good. But I'm saying, but, but how does sleep make sense? Well, sleeping is because he, he's avoid he's avoidance. If someone so sleeping, feel better than just making. Uh, well, it feels better because I can't. Uh, people who have strong anxiety, a lot of anxiety, will will might sleep a lot because, or they might not want to show up places and not face their day or face certain things because it's it's too much for them to face. So therefore. The way they do it is, you know, is by, by sleeping. That could be an escape, or they don't want to deal with things. Yes, Morty. You mentioned earlier about how yeah. you can't change people. Yes. So how do you go about if, you, if people, the people around you are doing things that great, great question. Don't necessarily like or great not. question, great question. So you have a choice. Why are you hanging around those people? That's a question you got to ask yourself. So, so if it's family, so I've, I've said that many times. If every time, now people don't like this, people, this might trigger people, and that's, that's fine, trigger, trigger away, right? If people have trouble with their, their, every time I talk to my mother, every time I talk to my father, it's abusive. Every time I talk to my brother, it's not good for me. It's not good, then question that then you, got, you can question that. Obviously, our goal is to have great relationships with all of the people who we love and our families. Some people are toxic people. Some people hurt people. If you are in a relationship where people, someone's hurting you 
at this stage in your life. I'm not talking about a 15-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid or a 9-year-old kid who's getting hurt by someone. Then you can't really do anything. It's sad. But when you're 18 plus, when you're 20 years old, when you're 30 years old, and someone is hurting you, now, again, I'm not, I'm not, I know people don't like when I say this or it makes them feel uncomfortable. I don't know if they don't like it. It hurts to hear this. It's on you. It's really on you. Why do you keep on right? There's, there's codependency. What is codependency? You have an alcoholic. You have a wife of an alcoholic. The question's on the wife as much as it's on the, as much as it's on the alcoholic. If you have someone who's, who's, who's not treating a, a, a wife well, or you have a wife who's not treating a husband well, so it's an equal question on the spouse as it is on the person who's abusing, right? Again, I'm not talking about someone who's a, who's a minor, someone who does not have control. A father or a mother that abuses a child, it's very, very, very simple. We call that black and white. The father and the mother are guilty and the child is innocent 100% of the time. If a father or a, or a mother or an adult abuses a child, it's 100% the fault of the parent. Now, I'm not saying the child is uh, not jumping around, but at the end of the day, a child is innocent. The parent and the adult is guilty. When you have two adults, that's already a different question. That's already a different question. Yeah, good, Morty? Another one, yeah. Rafi, we'll get Rafi, we'll, we'll come back. <coughs> if um, someone doesn't have goals, yes. If someone doesn't have goals, yes. And um, they, don't, they don't have a reason to do productive things. Yeah. Right? Um, but they're sitting about it, not doing anything. Yeah. I think it's good for them to, to say, you know, I gotta get up and just do things that I know are productive for the sake of being productive. It's gonna make me good. It's a start. Or should somebody first It's a start. It's a start. It's a start. People underestimate, great question, Ralphie. People underestimate the emotional um, effect of your scheduling and being more consistent. If you're sleeping, if your schedule is, is, is really inconsistent, very strongly inconsistent, and you can wake up whenever you want, and you go to sleep whenever you want, and it's irregular, then it will irregulate your emotions. Your emotions are very much connected to your sleep, to your, believe it or not, to your food that you eat. People don't realize that. You eat the way you eat, the sugar, that you eat, when you go to sleep, how early you go to sleep, when you wake up, that affects your emotions very, very, very strongly. People underestimate how much that affects a person's emotions. That's not going to heal necessarily your trauma. It's not gonna necessarily heal your pain or the hole you feel that you have in your heart or whatever it is. But when you regulate your day and you eat a certain way, it very much will affect your emotions. Good? You could ask 10 other things. For me, like, there's a lot of things in my day that I don't really know why I'm doing them. I'm just doing them because I know it's good for me to be productive. Great. So how do I approach that? So you might... It's very difficult 
for me, let's say, let's say just an example working out. If I don't really have a reason to work out, I just know that it, I just know that it's good for me. Right. It's very hard for me to push myself to go work out. Right. So can I ask you a question? Great, great, great question, Robbie. Can I ask you a question? Do you play piano every day? No. Why not? Nice. Do you play guitar every day? Yes. Why? Why? Um, I enjoy it. There you go. And, yeah, so pick. Exactly. Great. So pick, uh, pick the things that you enjoy to do. Pick the things that you want to do. That's the beauty of our yeshiva. The beauty of our yeshiva is that we, you could do that. And no one's telling you what you should do. This is what you should do. Don't should do anything. Do what you want to do. If you want to wake up... What? Correct. 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 But what's the shot? The shot is because when you go ahead and you say that this is what I want to do, I want to play... Why did I ask you piano? I don't know. I'm like random. Why aren't you playing piano, Rafi? That's being productive. Because I don't want to play piano. Now, knowing if someone says, okay, I'm working out. No one has to work out. Some people don't like to work out. How about taking a walk? It's only a positive thing if someone walks around. You're not gonna, no one could lose by taking a walk around the one shop. Someone says they're jogging. I don't, I don't tell people to jog. You don't have to jog. Jog, you don't have to work out heavily. But no one can tell me, right? You don't have to only eat vegetables. And, and eat vegan and perfect, no. But nobody can tell me that if I learn to eat a healthy meal that I'm not gonna feel better. No one can tell me that. No one can tell me if I take a walk around the Moshav once or twice, I'm not gonna feel better. It's impossible, you will. Again, it doesn't mean you're gonna heal your trauma, it doesn't mean you're gonna heal, that's a, that's a different conversation. Good to be back, right Arya? Good to have Aryeh, Aryeh is back, Aryeh Citrobaum is back, amazing, amazing, yeah. The word escape yes. sounds very negative, right. there's also positive escapes, as long as like, you're not doing nothing, you're finding more about it, you like it. Right, then that's not an escape anymore, that's not an escape. That was the law, that was what I read, right, this is powerful, Avram, you're going to love this one. I mean, everyone's going to love this one. Listen to this. Thank you, Aryeh, for the alley-oop for this one. Ready for this? Listen to this one, guys. We've said this before. True self-care is not soft baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. Yes. Is that amazing? So true self-care is not soft baths. I mean, that is also good and chocolate cake. That's also good. But that's not true self-care. True self-care is that you are making the choice to build a life that you don't need to regularly escape from. And as a teenager... It's hard for that. Why? Because you have your, your, I don't mean teenager, you have to be 18 years old. You can be 25 years old and also be a teenager. You know what I'm saying? 
What I mean is, if you yet have not, you know, I, I, was, I was just speaking to someone recently, and he knows who I'm referring to, but I'm not going to mention his name, even though he probably wouldn't care, but I'm not going to. And I'm so impressed with our conversation. Why? Because what was our conversation about? Our conversation was about what do I want to do? How do I want to live my life? When you begin to think like that, you're unstoppable. You are unstoppable. When you start thinking, yes, I love mom, I love dad, I love grandpa, I love the whole entire family, love them all, and, and gain everything from everyone. And, and, but you know what? It's my life. When you're 15 years old, when you're 12 years old, I agree. There's nothing, I'm not talking to people like that. I'm not, that's not who I'm referring, I don't know what to tell you. I just say, hold your breath till you, till you, till you get out of the house. But it's good to get out of the house. It's good to get out of the house. It's not an insult to parents. I'm a parent myself. I'm a parent myself. I don't want my kids in my house. I mean, that sounds bad. I love, I love, I want my 11-year-old in my house. I want my 14, I don't want my, tw- I don't want my older children. Baruch Hashem, they're married, get out of here. Not I, don't, I love when they come visit with their family, not because I want peace and quiet. Because make a life for yourself. I don't want you to be, be attached. Oh, daddy, I don't know what to do. Mommy, I don't know. Get out of here. Go build yourself. Go become great. Go become independent. That's what life's about. Life's not about, you know, you know, uh, oh, you know, you know how, how can I, how can I, you know, sort of make it through? How could I survive? How could I survive in this, in this crazy world? There's so much power that we have. There's so many gifts that Hashem gave each and every one of us. And we, we, we sell ourselves very short, especially at this stage in your life, right now in this stage, in this stage of yourself. It's a very crucial time to be able to say, is it my friends or is it going to be my future? Is it going to be my, my, you know, my popularity? Or it's going to be what I know is the most important thing to do? Yes, Penny. Yes. Also, another question. Let's say some person has been through something and he does have what I would describe as trauma and right. And he does do something that we can consider an escape. Say, let's say he is facing it. He's in therapy as much as he should. He's being honest with himself. Right. He's talking right. about it. Awesome. There's many, many hours throughout awesome. the day where if he wasn't doing things like that, smoking on his phone, sleeping, he'd right. just be sitting in sorrow. You know, it's right. a quick, easy fix. Correct. So why do we automatically attribute that to him escaping, more like, you know, coping until he can figure it out? So, so good. So, okay, beautiful. I like that. I like the point. So let's, let's talk that out together, meaning I, I think that there are, I think that there are levels, meaning, yes, if a guy is going to therapy, if he's trying to be honest with people, if he is being more or less productive, and he's having a good, solid day, and he's pretty much, you know, so yeah, those things aren't escapes. Those things are outlets, right? You could have two of the same, we've spoken about this before. You could have two guys watching a movie. For one guy, it's an escape, 
And for the other guy, it's an outlet. For one guy, it's going to motivate him. For the other guy, it's going to demotivate him. Yeah. And start the So this is right. So if you remember what I said, you're talking about when I said by Rabbi Veron Shear. Oh, I said it here. So I'll say it very clearly. So let me let, let's good guy, guys, let's talk about it. This is very good. If you smoke, if you smoke every day, you smoke every other day. If you get drunk, not if you drink, once a week, twice a week. If you're on your phone watching watching whatever you're not supposed to be watching and it's inappropriate what you're watching and you know you don't want to be watching, you're watching that twice a week, three times a week. You're escaping. If you're sleeping late three times a week, four times a week, so a guy who does something once in a while, someone who does something once here and there because he needs a break, he's not perfect, who's perfect? But someone who's consistently smoking, someone who's consistently drinking, getting drunk, someone who's consistently watching pornography or, or doing whatever he's doing, consistently. I'm not saying every day, but it's consistent. So that is a problem. That is a problem. Someone who's consistently sleeping a lot. I'm not talking about, you're, you're I think, referring to somebody who's okay here and there. And so he's, through his work, he'll get to it. Through his work, he'll get to it. But don't underestimate, Penny, do not, and everyone, do not underestimate. Do not underestimate if you're doing one of those things. First of all, it's very normal and typical for people nowadays to be doing one of those four things or all of those four things or whatever it is. But you want to check yourself on that. You want to ask yourself. You want to ask yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with somebody. How am I, how, what, what am I doing? What am I? And again, I agree with you. If you're in therapy, if you come to the sheer for sure, if you're, if you're motivating yourself more, you're, there's no question about it that you're at much less of a risk. But it's, uh, it's complex. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, I just want to say, I remember yeah. Rebbe saying last year about building your schedule and like doing the things you love and enjoy. And Rebbe said, like, it's not bad, not, not that it's not bad, but it's okay to go clubbing or, or go anywhere. As long as it's not every night, like, like with your friends, hey, let's go. But as long as you right. put it in your schedule, correct. like every other Thursday night, we're going to exactly. go out, like exactly. that's fine. Correct. Um, if it's in your schedule, correct. I mean, unless your schedule, it depends. You know, you could, you could put whatever you want in your schedule, yeah. Right. Every night from, uh, yeah. How do we understand for ourselves what, what healthy escaping is and how often we should do it? Because like, there's a lot of breaks in yeshiva throughout the day. Right. You know, there's a breakfast, lunch, and supper. Right. So how, how do we preserve that time right. to do healthy things? Right. Beautiful. So, right. So, so just to answer, let, let, let's, let's get this clear. Escaping is never healthy. Sorry, Arya. I, I know you were saying, you know, it's never healthy to escape. Escaping, why am I escaping? 
exactly. And a break. The, 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 when, when you have a break, if I have a break and I want to watch a movie and I take a, a movie, or even if I don't have a break, if I decide that I'd like to watch a movie, you know, because I had a long week and I want to take off the nighttime, right? There was a guy in my, there's a guy in my shear, right? I'm not going to say his name because he might not want me to say, but this past week, anyone who was in my, is anyone here who was there when I did this, in my shear during Musser, we were talking about taking breaks. I want everyone to hear this. This is a live story that happened this, I think it was this week or last week. And in my shear, I was giving a shear about taking a break. And someone in the shear I saw needed, was connecting very much, and, and he was like, he, he even went like, <sighs> he felt so good and he's been working hard. And I told him that day on the spot at 10 o'clock in the morning, I said, go to the beach now. And I took out of my pocket a hundred shekel, and I gave it to him, and I said, get out of here. Go to, now, he didn't need a break. He didn't, he didn't sleep late, but that's exactly why I was teaching him and teaching the shear to say, don't wait until you need to escape. Don't wait till you need to escape. Be proactive in your breaks, because you know what happens in life? If you don't take things that are mutter to you, if you don't do things that are mutter for you, you will end up taking things that are usser to you. That's a fact. If you don't take care of yourself at the things that you're, right, I always have this. Oh, I'm not watching football. I'm not, watch football. Watch basketball. Watch play basketball. Do healthy healthy outlets, and then know what happens? Then you're not going to need to escape. Anybody who needs to escape is because they are not taking care of themselves properly. They're not investing in themselves properly. And if that means, you know, like you're saying, what do, we do, if, what do I do during the break? If that means you, you use your phone productively for things that you like, then you have to do that. You must do that. You're not allowed to not do that. And, it's the, and I want to tell you something. It's one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest things. Here, I'll show you a picture. I'm sure he'll be okay. I'll show you, Shu. I'm not going to show everyone. Here, I'll show you a picture of what he sent to the shear on that day. Where is it? He said, I told him, I said, I want a picture of you on the beach. He went out, yeah, sent a picture to the, to, to the sheer chat. I wanted it. Why? I wanted, what did I say? Because you're learning well. You're pushing yourself. Take a break and then get back, get back. And if you need another day, take another day. Because otherwise what happens, then it ends up with the alcohol. Then it ends up with that. Then it ends up that because, oh, I'm done. And the Yetzirah is, is, is a genius. Because what does the Yetzirah do? He pushes you and pushes you and pushes you and pushes you and pushes you until you have to take it from the forbidden places, not from the places that are mutter. Shua Osina. Look, guys, guys, I want to show you something. If you want to know, what? 
There's a brand new one. Which one is this? Is number two or number three? Number two. Number two, right? That means he said it's a brand new one. That means he has a full-fledged notebook that is filled with what? Filled with, can I read something? Right? Nice. Nowadays we're confused. That's why we see confusion. I like that. I like that. Okay, good, but you're writing it. That, this is how you, if you want to become something, what you do is you got to take it seriously. You have to take your life seriously. You got to take yourself seriously. Seriously. Thank you, Shua. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Love it. And you know what? Someone like Shua, I'm not, I'm not having a private conversation with him, right? But people like this who work hard need to take breaks. People who don't work hard have to stop with the breaks, chill with the breaks. Usually it's like the talkers and the non-talkers. The talkers have to learn to stop talking so much, and the people who don't talk so much got to learn to talk a little bit. Same thing with the guys who need to take the breaks. The guys who work hard need to take breaks. The guys who, who, who lazy around, it's okay. They've taken a lot, a lot of breaks. Not worried about, about the breaks. Enough breaks. Yes. What? No, no, they've been at the beach too long. Shua I'd send to the beach. Oh, am I sending Shua? Could be, could be. I'm not going to do that publicly now. But yeah, but yeah. Shua's a guy who works hard. So a guy like that needs healthy Amazing breaks, because the Yitzhahara is going to push him not to take a break. And then it'll break him. Go, Betsy. Yes. I love it. You get into your break and you're like, love it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Betsy, you know No, no. So that goes to the reason what you're saying is so beautiful is because what happens is. When I, when I put my break into my schedule, then I'm going to plan it. When I'm escaping, I'm not planning it. I'm just like done. I'll just grab whatever I can put my hands on to, to feel good. As opposed to this is what I need and this is what I'm going to do. Love it. Great point, Bensi. Yes. Avram, you're going to say something today? Avram, come on. You've got to share something. Yes. I need to learn what not to talk more. What? I need to learn how to not talk more. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Okay. Yes, Yehuda, you had your hand up. Yeah. Um, so, two things. I want to know, yes. first of all, um, you said something about, this is just quick, you said something about just now, you said something about like alcohol and how you should, that shouldn't be like a break. Right. So I'm saying like, what, first of all, what do you consider a break? Is it like a full day thing where someone goes to the beach, or is it just like, oh, I got to unwind for an hour? Could be like, is that like a, I would say both. I would say you're both. You're saying that's like a more frequent kind of break where everyone need like You need both, one? right? I would say it depends on who you are, and I would say you need both. You need to plan both within, within your day little breaks and bigger breaks, and then you have... So, so, okay. so with that... I feel like when I've, like in the past, when I've taken like bigger breaks, I feel like I broke myself. Nice. Like, right. I feel like, how do you take a break without actually breaking, like, like without completely leaving the mindset of being consistent right. with everything you want to do and like still, like, like you know, having time? Like, right. I, I feel like there's the balance there is a little bit like, I think the balance, tricky. I think the balance is hard, and I agree with you, Huda. I think the reason the balance is hard is because we don't do it enough. And we wait until we need it too much. 
and then we overtake, we take too much of a break, it becomes extreme. As opposed to, I mean, there's a reason that Hashem, oh, there's a reason that Hashem made a Shabbos once a week. There's a reason, right? There's called, right? There's called people take sabbaticals. There's a reason Hashem made, made the world uh, uh, that there are chagim, that there are times, there's times for us to, to take a step back and to, and to, you know, so many psychologists and the secular world are so into, you know, imagine a big psychologist saying, and I remember when I learned psychology, I remember reading this, genius thing, once a week, sit around with just your family and don't go shopping and don't go, oh, you mean Shabbos? Oh, that's what you mean? Shabbos, genius, it's a genius. Sit around just, you know what Shabbos is? That's what Shabbos is. Why Hashem? One of the reasons, obviously it's a very holy, holy day. You know what's holy? It's holy to spend time with your wife, to spend time with your children. I tell my kids this all the time when my kids ask me about, oh, secular Jews who don't keep Shabbos and this. And know what I tell them? And we say it naturally. I say I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them. Forget about, you know, Gehenna and those things, that's not our business. We don't know who's going to Gehenna and who's not going to Gehenna. We don't know Hashem's cheshben of how he does things. But I know one thing. If I had my phone seven days a week, and I know if I could drive my car seven days a week, I know I could go shopping on Shabbos, I'd feel bad for myself. I tell my kids this all the time. I say, thank God we have a time where you sit together with your family. You have a time that you don't have to go anywhere. You're able to spend. So Hashem put in the Bria. Hashem gave us a nighttime on purpose. Where it used to be nighttime was time to go to sleep. It used to be you go to sleep because Hashem understood. He said, you need to rest. You need to take care of yourself. Right? What happened was in our day, my day, just to tell you guys, with the internet, with the email, with all that crazy stuff, know what the whole point of it all was? Read about it. Read about it. Read about 1980, whenever it was, and Bill Gates and all these things. Why they were doing it? Why for what? To make things what? Easier. To make things more convenient. Guess what? What did it do? It did the opposite effect. And I've said this many times. It used to be that a person can walk, would go in a car with his family and actually have a conversation with his family. Or you go into a car with your friends, right? And you talk to your friends. Now you go into a car, you go on a bus. I remember when I was your age in yeshiva. I remember this. I mamish remember this. It's so crazy that I can remember this. I remember I, I took, when I would take a bus, know what I would do? I remember I would look out the window and I'd think about life. I remember changing my life on buses. Why? Because I had moments of a break. I had a break. I had, I had forced break because there were no cell phones then. What would I do? I'd bedafka pick a, a window seat and I'd quote unquote, sorry to use this word because it's such a especially you guys, it might be even a crazier word, I would like trip out on like looking out the window, looking out the window and just looking at people and seeing trees and seeing different scenes and be like, wow, wow, 
Wow. When does a person get to do that? Never. Who's looking out the window? Who looks out the window? Why would you ever look out the window? You're, you're, you're either reading something, being brainwashed by another. Yeah, yeah, brainwashed. Don't think it's not like that. You are being brain. Every time you open up your phone, every time you open up your phone and you go to a news outlet, I don't care what the name of the news outlet is called, right? Because in Russia, they call it Pravda, which is Mr. Propaganda, Russia. And you know what Pravda means? Truth. So even if you're opening up a media outlet that's called, this is all the truth. There's only one truth, guys. There's only one truth. It's right here. This is the only truth there is. Didn't you say on Sunday? Yes. Yes. Right. I definitely didn't say you shouldn't be, but yeah, go. Right. 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 <laughs> right. But you're saying like it's 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 a good idea to yeah. keep your keep your eyes on yourself. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like count like that's that's contradicting like. Like looking out the window on a bus as opposed right. to reading a book. Right. Okay, that's good. That's a good question. I'm not looking out the window. I'm not looking at other people copying other people. I'm looking at the mountains. I'm looking at, at life. I'm looking at the world in a, in a, in a beautiful... I'm not looking. I wasn't looking. Right, the quote I put, uh, I put here. This was the quote that someone sent. Very, very hush of a person, very special person who listens to the... Shuram for many years now, and they sent me this thing. Here it is, and I put it on there. I put it on there. Don't, side point, don't be too much in your own world that you don't see others, and don't be too much in other people's worlds that you don't see yourself. Okay, there's a balance. There's a balance. The balance is, there's nothing wrong with sitting on a bus and looking out the window. There's nothing wrong with going on a skiing trip Right and looking, but but what happens is what what I'm saying from a break perspective. When else are you taking a break, a break from your just to download what's in your mind, just to process, just to think? We're we're, we're like we're disconnected from that. Yeah, Reb Simcha Rabba, I know. I love what he said about silence. That why? <laughs> like I'm like sitting there, I'm literally like hearing like in my mind. Like a part that's like arguing with you. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, you can't play video games on Saturday. It's like, you can't do this and you can't do that. Right. And then, like, the next thought was, like, yeah, because for Shabbos is being forced on me. I mean, I'm in such, like, if a person's in such an unhealthy place, right. they don't want to be present. Right. So then it's like the Shabbos becomes like, it's like, I'm giving you a gift of being present. It's like, I, I hate being present, I right. hate being around my family. So right. it's like you're sharing right. this beautiful picture of Shabbos, and right. it's like, right. it's well, like, like, yeah. I, so I love that, Rav Simcharaba. So this is what I want to say to that, and I mean this with all my heart. I really mean this. I, I really mean this. You guys are at a stage in life where it's not about your, fam your present family. It's not about you going home and your father and your mother and Shabbos. And, and, and I, I hope this triggers people because that's a good sign if this triggers people, right? You're, 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 you're done with your family. Which means, it doesn't mean your family is not beautiful. 
Doesn't mean you're not going to have a great relationship with your father and your mother, but you're not eight years old sitting at your Shabbos table anymore getting the love you got or didn't get from your family. It's over. You're not that kid anymore. Now it's about creating your family. It's about deciding the, the picture that Simcha Rabbah is saying. It's about what, do I, what, what are me and my wife going to be talking at the Shabbos table and what are my little kids going to be? You want to know, right? Like Simcha Rabbah is saying, oh, but I can't stand you know, my family Shabbos table or I can't handle this. Why are you going to that Shabbos table? Then don't go to that Shabbos table. Then why are you going there? Oh, I have to go there for Kibbut Avaim. Okay, I don't know. That's a different discussion. I don't know. You're, you're in Israel now. Why are you going? What, why, why is your head going there? Now, it doesn't mean, I, I just want to be very clear. I'm not saying for anyone to hate their parents. I'm not saying for anyone to not have amazing relationships, God willing, that you'll bring your wife and your kids. But, you're, but, but you're, that, that story is over. It's done. It's done with. Now, sometimes that's painful. That's why I said I might trigger you when I say that. And that's okay if it triggers you, because that's the truth. I'm saying the truth right now. And the truth is, you're not a little kid who's going to get the love, or re-get the love, or didn't get the love, or did get the love, or blah, 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 from your family. It's, it's finished. You did it. You made it. You're here. Now it's about, how do I live in reality that I could sit at my Shabbos table and have a, a healthy discussion with my wife and my children, and not get angry when my little kid is spilling the grape juice all over whatever they are, or they're not behaving during my Shalom Aleichem, especially when the guests are over and I'm trying to impress people. How am I going to go ahead and not get angry at my wife, right, for saying something or doing something, or whatever it might be, or your kids, blah, blah. How can I be more present at my house as a husband, as a father? How can I learn to live an authentic, good, healthy life? That's the question you want to be asking yourself. And if you can't sit on a bus and look out the window on a Tuesday, and if you can't walk around the Moshav without touching your phone every five minutes, and you can't go ahead and walk around without listening to music, and you can't do that, then how do you expect yourself to sit at a Shabbos table with a bunch of rowdy kids and, and your wife who you're, you're, who's not giving you the love that you need from your, from your mother? It's not going to happen. Promise everybody here. It's not going to happen. And assume it's not going to happen. Work with the assumption, as I've said, I haven't said it this year, but it's a good way to end off the year. I've said this and I love saying this. I love saying this because I love saying things that, 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 are, that are, are things that are true. Things that are true. And, I, and, and one of the things that I'm going to say is true, and that is that assume I have good news and bad news. And I'll start with the bad news. Then the bad news is assume you're not going to have a great relationship with your wife. Assume you're not going to have a great relationship with your children. Assume that. That's the bad news. Assume that. The good news is you don't have a wife. The good news is you don't have children. What? Exactly. But I'm saying even more than that, Menachem. I'm not saying prepare for the best. 
for the, for the, for the, for the hope, prepare for the worst. Assume the worst. How many people, how many people have great marriages? How many people have okay marriages? How many people have bad marriages? Most people, most people have okay marriages. Then you're good. That's great. Wow. What? Yeah, okay, good. But I'm not even going there. I'm saying even if you stay married, how many people are in love with their wife? How many wives are in love with their husbands? So I, I'll tell you one thing. You can do whatever you want. You guys can do whatever you want. I made a decision, however young I was when I made this decision, but I made a decision one day in my life. I don't know when it was, why it was. I could speak to Simcharab about that, right? Maybe he could help me understand where it started from. I made a decision, and I'm happy I made the decision. I'm only going to have an amazing relationship. It's not an option not to have an amazing relationship. And that takes hard work, and it takes a lot of hard work and even more hard work. Now, if someone decides, okay, I'll have an okay relationship. So I said, great. That's the bad news. The good news is, if you want to have an amazing relationship with your wife, you want to have an amazing relationship with your children, you can do that. You can do that. But there's a lot of work that you have to put in to get there. But you will get there. Guaranteed. I guarantee everybody in this space Madrash. I guarantee everybody who's listening to this year. I guarantee you, if you're committed to have an amazing relationship with your spouse, you will have an amazing relationship with your spouse. You will. If you're not sure, I don't mean to be a better, but if you're not sure, I'll bet you're not going to have a great relationship. That's what I would bet. That's what I would bet. Okay, it's not a uh, Shalom bias shear, but I guess it just became one for a few minutes. Hashem should help us all. Yeah, sorry, it's just late. Okay, we didn't even do any of the, but it, it's fine. We're good. Thank you. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha. Wait, before everyone goes, this is, this is important. It's important how to, how to end off, right? Everyone, Hashem should help us all not be worried about your future. The best thing you could do for your future the best thing you could do for your future, exactly, is now. The, anyone who decided, let me ask you guys a question. Anyone who decided to come to Masil Sharm today, did it not help your future? Of course it helped your future. But all you did was come to Masil Sharm. Exactly. That's the point. You don't have to do crazy things for your future. Just do what you got to do now. Amazing, everyone. Thank you.